Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Fourth Estate. I am your host, Ralph. Thank you for joining me on this wonderful evening. We start off tonight in Cleveland. Of course, where else could we start off other than Cleveland? I mean, they're the only ones making news. Every day, it seems like it's a soap opera there. But we start off in Cleveland, where last night, Adrian Wojnarowski reported that Kyrie Irving, during the summer of 2017, had demanded a trade. And if those demands were not um, adhered to, that he was willing to go through surgery in order to sit out for this coming um, season. That was a report by Adrian Wojnarowski. I think earlier that day, earlier yesterday also, there were reports that came out that uh, LeBron James was a bit frustrated with uh, the role of Isaiah Thomas on the Cleveland Cavaliers squad and was really disappointed in the fact that the Cleveland front office were not able to get Paul George. Why the hell are we talking about this? It's 2018. It's January. We're about to actually go into February a week from today. That's the narrative now we're chasing. We're chasing what uh, Kyrie Irving did in the summer. I thought Isaiah Thomas was supposed to come back and fix the Cleveland Cavaliers' problems. I thought this was the deepest roster LeBron James has ever had. Why is the narrative now changing? I'll tell you why. No one's going to be pointing the finger at number 23. We're here in the front office. We're here in David Griffith. We're here in um, the owner um, of the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're here in everybody but LeBron James. How are we letting this occur? I'll tell you why. We're letting it occur because we couldn't fathom the thought that the best player in the world somehow, some way, may not be able to come out of the Eastern Conference. We're avoiding this topic because most analysts had expected the Cavaliers to actually give Golden State a run for their money. Not win it, of course, but be a little bit more challenging than the year before. In fact, what most analysts were saying is that this um, Cleveland Cavaliers team with a healthy Isaiah Thomas was probably better than the one from a year ago. Now, how the hell is that possible? They traded a six foot three guard for a five foot eight miniature guard. I did not understand how that was going to work. But somehow, some way, ESPN was trying to convince everybody that this team was going to be drastically better than the one with Kyrie Irving. And now, somehow, some way, it's January. Oh, uh, a few weeks before the All-Star break and we're talking about how Kyrie Irving somehow sabotaged the Cleveland Cavaliers front office in order to escape Cleveland. What the hell? I would have done the same thing if I had heard that my name was in the trade rumors during the summer after we had lost to the Golden State Warriors in five games. I would have been upset. The Cleveland Cavaliers couldn't have been that stupid to think to themselves that somehow, some way, trading a young Kyrie Irving, who's only 24, 25 years old, for an individual dealing with hip injury, who's five foot eight at the age of 30, was a better, what is a better transaction to actually go through with than actually forcing um, Kyrie Irving to play 
another year on his contract. They could not have been that stupid. But somehow, some way, the Cleveland Cavaliers did what they could only do. Right? There was no assurance that LeBron James was going to stay for more past this season. So they did what they could to protect themselves. But where they went wrong was they traded their youngest, most valuable piece to make that happen in order to satisfy LeBron James at this current moment. And I think that was the problem. But with that said, the other problem is the narrative that has now changed because now we're leaving how this whole mess began. It wasn't Kyrie forcing his way out. It was why Kyrie forced his way out. He did not want to play with number 23 anymore. And that's the reality. All right, guys, join me next time. Take care.